Hi, everyone. This is Callie and Joan from Q&Abe, a podcast by President Lincoln's Cottage. As we talk to all kinds of experts for the show, we sometimes end up with cool tidbits that don't quite fit in the main episode, but we don't think that should keep you all from hearing them. This bonus episode accompanies episode 4.1, Was Lincoln a Racist? So if you haven't listened to that one yet, it might be a good place to start. In our conversation with Richard Blackett, he told us about one of the obstacles that folks promoting emancipation in the U.S. before the Civil War faced. The question that is lobbed at you if you promote emancipation is what are you going to do with all these people who are going to flood into the North, who are going to run away from the plantation and flood into the North and compete with other people and create problems? So that has always been one of the the sticky points for those people who are suggesting that you need to emancipate the slaves because you say, well, what do you do with them? And, And keep in mind the one experiment of emancipation by 1860, that is the one in the Caribbean, in the British Caribbean, people are saying has been an utter and unmitigated disaster. So slaveholders and their supporters, or even people who are not supporters of slaveholders, are looking at this and saying, "Ah, that experiment didn't work. Incorrectly, I may add, (laughs) but they are saying the economies crash. And that becomes the yardstick by which you measure whether or not people who have been free have benefited from their freedom. Because given the opportunity many people realize that the slaves are not going to stay on the plantation. (laughs) Why would I stay and work there uh, for a person who has been exploiting me for donkey's years? Uh, And that is what happened in places like Jamaica. Emancipation, the slaves, the the former enslaved said, I'm out of here and I'm going to create my own alternative economy. And they did. But for those people who are looking on from the outside, all they see is the collapse of the sugar economy. And that is all that matters. So for people who are considering emancipation in the United States, there's this experiment that seemed to have failed to be an unmitigated disaster, and they didn't want to go there. So what do you do if you promote emancipation and you bring it about? Can you ensure that those people stay there as opposed to come in here. Right. How could we free them from slavery, but have as little else as possible change? Yes. Yes. Because plantation, there's nowhere in any system of emancipation that had taken place in the 19th century up to the American Civil War, where emancipation in an agricultural economy uh, results in land reformation. So you, you, free, you free the people who worked on the land for donkey's years and they get nothing but their freedom. So you leave, all, you leave all the property in the hands of the property owner and America has never been able, and this is not just America, but no society, no capitalist society has ever been able to wrap its head around the notion that what you have to do is reform the land. There are people across the American South now who are descendants of those folks who were emancipated, but didn't have the kind of economic empowerment and support they might have hoped for. Seth Levi from the Southern Poverty Law Center also told us about a project he's working on to help support voting rights in those communities and others. I'm working on our uh, Vote Your Voice project, which 
is a fund that we created to help support organizations that are engaged in uh, voter registration, voter outreach, and other civic engagement uh, work in our states, focusing specifically on um, voters who are voters of color, voters who are um, low propensity, um, vote infrequently, and voters who are living in rural areas who therefore don't often get a lot of contact from organizations that are doing this work. And so uh, we're this year have funded uh, 55 groups, giving them multi-year grants. We've between 2020 through 2022, we're going to spend $30 million on this, and our board just authorized us to spend another $100 million on it through uh, 2032. So I'm working on that, and it's just really exciting to you know help support these organizations and seeing the results where they are successful in getting turnout up and registering more voters and just engaging voters on uh, various important issues that are occurring in their communities. If you'd like to learn more about the project, you can visit their website at splcenter.org. We'll see you in a week with our next full episode. This episode was produced by me, Joan Cummins, with Callie Hawkins and support from the President Lincoln's Cottage team. Music for Q&A was written, performed, and is copyrighted by Clancy Newman. Q&A is possible thanks to generous supporters of President Lincoln's Cottage. To find out how you can support this podcast and other programming, visit www.lincolncottage.org. You can also write to us at podcast at lincolncottage.org. President Lincoln's Cottage is a home for brave ideas. Stay curious!